1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and joining us today is Ray Yusuf. He is the CEO at Paxful. Welcome, Ray.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Juliette.
1: Absolutely. I think that our listeners are going to be very excited about Paxful. So give us a little bit of an overview about what Paxful is and what you do over there.
0: The Paxful is several things, but really, at the end of the day, it's a universal translator for money. So. And the way it does this is through a peer-to-peer marketplace for cryptocurrencies. So the magic here is that you can turn any form of money in the world into Bitcoin. And not just euros or dollars, but gift cards, you know, uh, money in your PayPal account. It's peer-to-peer. So if someone can trade anything for Bitcoin, you can even say, hey, send me your, you know, your purse in the mail, <laughs> and I'll give you Bitcoins, right? Once something becomes Bitcoin, it can become anything else at that point another peer to peer transaction. So for example, someone could buy an Amazon gift card in California with cash, go to Paxville, type in the code, basically they're selling that code to someone and they're getting Bitcoins in return. And then from there they could sell those Bitcoins to someone else and you get another gift card. So an Amazon gift card could become an Xbox gift card or a PayPal deposit or cash in a Cambodian bank account. Anything can become anything else. And Bitcoin is the central medium. So basically it's like Uber, but for money, or eBay, but for money. It's a peer-to-peer marketplace. It's a financial peer-to-peer marketplace. It really is the, a full evolution of what we call peer-to-peer finance. Bitcoin began that because Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer cash system, and Pax will extend that plumbing around it and makes use of the Bitcoin network. This gives people unlimited financial freedom. So basically. And now anyone, anyone in the world can have a bank account. You can borrow a bank account anywhere in the world. So, for example, I don't have a European bank account, so I'm American. But I need to, say, pay some bills. I've been living here in Northern Europe for a while. So I just go on to Paxful and I say, hey, I'll sell you these bitcoins at market price. I want you just, uh, you know, the guy, you know, the guy, I told him, you know, pay me with a bank account. He's like, okay, give me a bank account. I'm like, oh, no, it's not my bank account. It's my tailor or lawyer's bank account. Here's the invoice. He doesn't care where he's sending the money to he just wants the bitcoins and market price. So boom, I just sold bitcoins and had someone pay my bills for them. And that's the power of it all.
1: It's so incredibly malleable. Like cryptocurrencies are so malleable. It just is only limited by our imagination. Truly.
0: Absolutely, it's malleable. It's powerful, and uh, it's only with peer-to-peer finance that cryptocurrency really becomes something useful. Because I remember I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, Dan, who works for the Wall Street Journal, and he asked me very frankly. He said, "Hey." you can't really do anything with bitcoin you know every time you want to write an article about it all this comes back to that what is it, Bitcoin bitcoin good for that's speculation i know the bitcoin fan and you want to jump on and say hey wait a minute you can go to overstock.com and buy stuff with bitcoin but then i thought of it and said, wait a minute he's right Even with bitcoin alone you really can't do much but with bitcoin and peer-to-peer finance you can do pretty much anything right I can borrow a bank account anywhere in the world, assuming there's someone out there in the world that wants that Bitcoin. I just say, well, hey, yeah, you're in Cambodia. I need to pay a bill to my you know, tailor in Cambodia. Just send the money to his bank account, and here's the Bitcoin. And that's what Paxwell can do with it. Paxwell be esc- with our escrow service, right? It's a peer to peer financial instrument. So anything can be done with peer to peer finance.
1: And on your website, you say that there are more than three hundred ways to pay for Bitcoin. That's staggering.
0: Yeah, it's and it's growing every day. I mean, people can add any form of payment that they want. They can say, "Hey, you know, like one of our friends, uh, my, one of my good friends in Berlin, is actually now going to be selling uh, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, and exotic cars for Bitcoin. So, if you have Bitcoin, you can now just buy exotic cars directly." From him, right? You can trade that for Bitcoin. If someone wants to do that for yachts, they can go on the Paxful and put up an offer there as well. Anything can become anything else. But humanity has never really had this opportunity because we've never had a peer-to-peer cash system like Bitcoin. We've never had a community around such a system, and now we have the final missing piece of this component, this peer-to-peer finance system, which is marketplaces like Paxful. So here's—I'll give you guys some examples. You know, you really don't understand this until you. You know example. So, in every country, in every market in the world, there's five things that people really want Bitcoin. The first is wealth preservation, right? People, uh, where there's massive inflation in Venezuela, with 1 million percent projected inflation, people's life savings can be wiped out in like a month, right? So, of course, they want something that's more stable than their currency. And Bitcoin, while it's not very stable, is a lot more stable than their currencies, right? So exactly. Second thing, yeah, the second thing is. Uh, purchasing power or importing power on, a high, on the higher end, right? So here's an example. In Nigeria, even if you have a bank account and you have a million bucks worth of Nigerian Naira, right? Your bank limits you to $100 total a month you can spend online with your Visa or MasterCard, debit card that they give you. Imagine that. Imagine if all the plastic in your wallet is limited to 100 bucks a month that you could spend. That you would, I mean, could anyone see it function like that? So what a lot of people were doing in, in Nigeria, we you know this is. Uh, I mean, one guy was very interested. I did, I do support a lot on Paxful because I want to really understand people and their troubles. And one fellow, he came to me, hey, I want to buy this iPhone X, but I can't. And he explains me, yeah, he's, he has money, but his debit card won't let him spend, you know, over a hundred. I, I believe his bank account raised the limit to a thousand bucks a month, but that still wasn't enough to buy the iPhone X, right? So what he did was he loaded up his Paxful of with Bitcoin. It was like 1100 bucks of Bitcoin. Then he saw a guy that wanted to uh, buy Bitcoin for Alipay, right? And then he told him, hey, I'll sell you this Bitcoin. And he's like, okay. And the guy just sent uh, 1000 or 1100 bucks of money to the Nigerian guy's Alipay account. And then he bought the iPhone X from AliExpress, which is like, you know, Alipay is like a PayPal of China. So boom, he just got around the whole thing using peer-to-peer finance. Another example is on uh, e-commerce. Like uh, people don't realize this, but if you're not in the United States or Europe and you want to sell clothes or anything else, I like had this really lovely young lady in Bahira in Nigeria. She was selling clothes on her Instagram. They were made in Nigeria and she was selling these clothes to people in Europe and uh, America. And I asked her, okay, where's your shopping cart? She's like, oh, I don't have one. I can't get a merchant account. So I just gave people my friend's bank account. She has a friend who lives in New York and also has a bank account in Nigeria. And she just gives people, he's banking bank account. They send the money there. He converts it to Naira and then sends it to her bank account in Nigeria because they're both on the same bank over there. What about the people that don't have that magical friend, right? And again, that's where peer-to-peer finance comes in. She can ask people to pay her in Bitcoin and she can immediately sell it in Nigeria for money to her bank account on taxable. So problem solved.
1: You know, it's, it's, when I'm listening to stories, it's so... To me, it seems like a lot more work and something that I completely take for granted when I want to utilize my my money and my funds here in the u s you know if i if I have a bank account, I can just call them and say, "Hey, raise the credit, you know limit on that, I want to buy this iPhone X or everything is so much more simple, and we don't hear the word no a lot, <laughs> and in these other countries, they are hearing this the word no, and they have to be so creative and seeing that creativity flourish is is just fantastic
0: absolutely you nailed it right on that you know we in the west like i had no idea this world even existed mm-hmm. i had no idea how all these countries and all these people in the world are confined to their little economic prison and they can't break out of it like they they just can't like i remember i was in new york and a friend of mine uh runs a shipping company and he's like hey you know i have this huge business in africa shipping cars over there." it's dropped by like, you know, something like 80%. I'm like, why? It's like, well, the Nigerian bank, central banks stopped allowing people over there to wire money out of the country. Because the Nigerian central bank was, Nigeria was hit with 90% inflation in two years and they wanted to control, they wanted to keep the foreign money for themselves. So they stopped letting people send a USD and euros out of the country. So now these guys that were, they were buying cars in America Sending to Nigeria and selling them like at 500% profit, used cars. They couldn't do that anymore. So these guys, we actually got them on taxable. And that's, that's they just like, you know, sold the Bitcoins somewhere in America and the guy would just send the money directly to the auction house's bank account and boom, their business is restored. But think about, it. We, have to, we don't have to do that. We don't have to go this roundabout way. But, you know, those people in those countries, if they didn't have peer to peer finance, there would be no way for them to do this unless they have some magical friend somewhere that could help them, right? Most people don't have that magical friend until now. That's what Bitcoin taxable and peer-to-peer finance is. It's like a magical friend with a bank account in every country in the world and an Amazon and a PayPal account and every possible account you can imagine this magical friend has and he's more than willing to help you move that money around and do your business.
1: They can create their own future. They have they have power over their financial future, which they haven't had for years.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, really. I mean, since the colonial era, these people have, I mean, they've never really had open access to, you know, what we call the golden circle of the financial market, which is Europe and the West, etc. cetera. have always been shut up with those markets. Whenever, you know, the currency wars are in high gear right now. You can see what's happening in Venezuela and now Turkey, and it's going to happen to more and more countries around the But every single time that happens, again, people start turning to Bitcoin. And then we start learning, not just about Bitcoin, but about peer-to-peer finance in general, what it can do. And what we're seeing is something amazing. Not only are people using it to preserve their wealth or make payments or get paid, but they're actually starting businesses on Paxful. Like, I mean, there's a single mother in Prague. She started selling Bitcoin with her PayPal account <laughs> and she ended up making, I think, 10,000 euros a month of profit, you know, that's, that's on the low end, right? There's, you know, uh, uh, here's the thing. When you, okay, here's an t- example of an offer. Someone will go on tax and say, hey, I will give you 100 bucks. Or I'll give you 70 bucks of Bitcoin in return for 100 bucks into my PayPal. 30% fee they're charging. They're charging that fee. Why? Because it's very risky for them to sell Bitcoin with PayPal, because Bitcoin is irreversible. When someone gets it, you can't take it back to them. But someone can reverse a PayPal charge, right? And then you're out the money in your PayPal account and you're out Bitcoin and PayPal might even shut down your account. So for that reason, they can command a high fee. People are willing to pay it because it's instant and they can immediately then very little hassle, right? So people make a business out of this, right? There's some people that, uh, um, okay. Here's a great example. I'm taxable. Uh, there's one young guy in uh, the U S. He's drove us, you know, he makes six figures of profit every month running a business with Bitcoin and gift cards, right? So on taxable right now, you can go on there and get 50% off Amazon gift cards with Bitcoin, taxable peer-to-peer finance. There was a point where there was one guy who was selling whole food gift cards at 70% off. They're about to expire or something. I'm not sure what his reason was, but 70% off, I was getting 70% off whole foods. So with peer-to-peer finance, and Starbucks I was getting like 60% off. That's the power of it all. People are running businesses like this. Like one guy, that fellow I mentioned, in America Harrison, he's taking Walmart or Amazon gift cards at fifty or thirty or whatever percent off, and he's you know selling products on there again for a profit. But basically, he's increased his profit margin by thirty, up to thirty to fifty percent on each item that he sells and dropships. So people are building real businesses out of this. It's it's amazing what's happening.
1: Yeah, and we're talking a lot about you know the positive things with with Bitcoin. And I think that it's getting a lot of negative press right now, at least in the US. Um, You know, what what kind of future do you see for it, I guess, in in the world marketplace here? You know, should we kind of ignore from your opinion, ignore what's going on with the headlines right now and really keep focusing on on how this is really life changing in other countries and how it's not going anywhere, it's going to stay. And eventually, maybe this is something we should stay in for the long run. Absolutely, absolutely. I've been in
0: Bitcoin since 2013, and I saw it when it went up from eight bucks to 1,100 bucks, and then crashed back down to 170 bucks, and everyone was devastated, right? Really devastated. So now it's like gone up to 20,000. Now it's crashing back to 6,000. Not so bad, but over a year, it's up 300%. You know, you have to be in Bitcoin. Not really for the technology, some people say that, and the technology is amazing, but it's really about the benefit it can give to humanity. And it's not just poor unbanked peoples around the world. It also offers tremendous relief for the, the, the overbank, I like to call it. I was in Hong Kong, and I met this fellow who was a rich guy from uh, Beijing. This guy, uh, he liked to gamble. Uh, and he told me, yeah, I go to Macau. Every other weekend, I gamble about a quarter million bucks worth of uh, you know, money at the, I forget what his favorite game was, he said. But he couldn't like, send the money from his bank account in Beijing to Macau, which is like the Las Vegas of Asia. He couldn't do it because the Chinese government forbid it. They're not letting people send that money for gambling. So he basically you know buys Bitcoin and it goes to Macau, and then he can actually just sell the Bitcoin to someone right there turn it into RMB, Chinese money, and give it to the, to the, the auction house, I'm sorry, the gambling, the casino, boom, he's back in business. At the same time, people who, like one guy who owns a caviar business, right? Yeah, here in Europe, very nice caviar. He's really angry because every every time he gets paid by a coin like 50000 70000 whatever, his bank you know, calls him up and says, hey, where did this money come from? When he sees documents on both sides, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh my God, I can't even do business. Like, What's going on? So it provides relief for the overbank now, too. Now he's asking for his like, Yeah, I'll give you a 10% discount if you can pay me in Bitcoin just because he does not want to go through all the hassles. Right? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's everyone that can benefit. And there's no doubt in my mind that within 10 years, cryptocurrency will be the dominant financial network of the world. I can't say it'll be Bitcoin that wins the fight. I hope it is, but it'll definitely be cryptocurrency. Definitely.
1: That is a very... Positive, optimistic uh, outlook for the future, and I, I hope that that is is the future. Just you know, just because for the sake of change, the sake of moving forward, and and evolving with the times.
0: You know, Bitcoin to me is the, honestly, when I look at the whole world, it is the brightest shining light you know, that I can imagine right now. I mean, I've been banned from five banks right that involved the cryptocurrency. Right? Imagine if the banks were the only option. Right? So yeah. I just want people to understand that, you know, as Bitcoiners, we're not trying to take down the banks. We're trying to give people alternative and peer-to-peer finance. The traditional banking system is just a component under it. We're letting them come in and we're basically connecting the bank to the unbanked, right? We're putting everyone on an equal, open financial platform. That's the magic of it. It's not just Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. It's peer-to-peer finance. That's really what it is it's something far greater, you know, it's, you know, and we needed cryptocurrency to make peer-to-peer finance work, right? Like you couldn't make an Uber for money without Bitcoin. You couldn't make an Airbnb for money without Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. The component is here. And finally, 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 technology can now truly disrupt finance and put people on an equal platform and give people tremendous opportunities around the world. Finally. It, you know, I, I wake up every morning. I'm like, thank God. Like, wow, we actually have this now. I need to tell everyone about this. I mean, it, it amazes me. Like, if someone came to me and told me about this, I, you know, we're living right in the middle of this. We don't understand how amazing it is. We can see it as normal. But for so people all around the world, when they hear about this, like, I can do that now, they're like, whoa, it's really a financial passport. We're giving everyone a global financial passport. No one is it's not just inclusion. It's really empowerment.
1: I love that that analogy of a global financial passport. That is such a concise and perfect way to describe it.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, it took us a while to figure this out, but, you know, we like, I mean, Africa is an amazing place, right? And it's our biggest market now. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but before I actually went to Africa, all I ever thought about about Africa was, you know, the only image they give us of Africa is poverty, disease and corruption. That's it. Mm-hmm. And people tell me about cryptocurrency. I'm like, mm, well, and when you talk to people about African cryptocurrency, everyone's like, oh, well, how, how are people going to who make under $2 you know, a month or a day or whatever going to use Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, right? That's a good question. But when you go there, and we've been there, what you see, like, for example, Nigeria, Ghana, South Africa, Kenya, there is a tremendous population of what they call the cheetah generation the she are these young, upwardly mobile, very ambitious, technically savvy, smart young Africans that are looking for something. They're looking to start their own business. They are so motivated, right? And now we're giving them, hey, here's his global financial passport. You're not limited to where you are anymore. You can run a business, drop shipping, you know, blankets from Idaho to California. Uh, on taxable with Amazon gift cards or Bed Bath gift cards and make like forty percent profit each time. You can run it from where you know your town in uh, Rwanda, or whatever, right? And that's what people are doing. And they're there when they find out about this. Like, my goodness! And what are they doing when this happens? They say we can scale up a business. They start scaling up a business. They hire their friends. They hire their families. They start creating prosperity around them because now they're 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 wealthy, right? They have means. This is what these are the people you need to focus on. You don't have to, you know, teach the poor starving dude in the bushes how to use Bitcoin. Look at all these bright young people who are motivated, technically savvy, and have some funds to start out with. Just give them a way in. And once you realize that this huge community of cheetahs exists, you're like, wow, this is amazing. We can really make a, a, a real, lasting, sustainable difference and create an empowered class of people over there. That's the magic of it all. And this is happening right now. It's not a pipe dream.
1: No, that's fan- it's fantastic. And it's it's so I can hear this the passion in your voice and the hope and and it really is people only focus on what information is fed to them and they it's hard for people to look under the surface. Like you said, people have a, a certain idea of Africa, but in reality there's this whole other portion that we're not seeing and yet it's gonna continue to be unseen because no one wants to scratch the surface if it's if it's at all going to be an inconvenience to them
0: absolutely and you know i'm not blaming us you know before i was introduced to this world i had no idea you know i was very you know i never used to give to charity either i was like ah you know these these ngos man they're just having parties and then like five percent goes to helping the people and then it's not going to make a lasting difference blah 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 but now it's like uh (laughs) We're, we've actually built in, we've built one school in Africa. We're building a second school there. And we're uh, running this project for sustainable wells. We built uh, six wells in this one village, uh, a nursery school. We're now building a primary school. And after that, we're going to build a hospital. And uh, it's pretty epic because uh, we found these guys uh, that uh, give 100% of everything to helping the people there. And we're actually building structures now with Bitcoin. So we're building... Lasting structures we're giving we might not be changing the whole world, but we're giving gifts of education in places around the world, and we're really focusing on making lasting changes there and when we build the primary school, I promise you we're going to teach all those kids about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency as well and teach them how to run their own business, right so you know, I was used to be a pretty cynical guy. I didn't have a lot of hope for the future, but things have really changed, <laughs> and I'm very hopeful mm-hmm. and I'm very positive. And there's immense change that can be done, and we don't even need a lot to do it. We just need to just open our eyes. Like, hey, there's this whole world out there. The best way for anyone to start is to really, you know, go on there and see. Hey, I can get 50% off of Amazon with pure Finance and Bitcoin. That's amazing. You know that makes sense for us. You can get started that way. You can start, you know, buying Bitcoin, selling it at a profit. The price doesn't matter. I'm going to say this again. The price does not matter on Paxos. It doesn't matter what the price is. You know, this is where we're creating real business here. So forget about the speculation. You know, it's all about building real economies and empowering real people, making a day-to-day difference in the lives of working people around the world. That's our mission. It's really social justice through peer-to-peer finance.
1: So if people are, you know, they've, they're listening to us, they love it, they want to check out Paxful, uh, what is the best way to connect?
0: Um, you can go to paxful.com and make an account, and you can buy some Bitcoin there with, you know, any way you want to pay for it, your bank account, or your PayPal, whatever. And then from there, once you have some Bitcoin, you can be like, okay, what can I do with this Bitcoin right now, huh? And say, hey, you can, say, you can actually trade the Bitcoin for Amazon gift card at 50% off boom, you've got a 50% off all everything on Amazon.com. Pretty epic. At that point, you can do other things with it as well. You can, at any time you want, submit to your bank account with like a 5% or 10% bonus sometimes. Those are some things you can do with it. So once you have it, you can immediately cash it out any which way, sometimes for huge discounts. And then you can start thinking about, mm, is there a business? That I could actually run off of this. Is there a way I could make money in a place where I understand? Like one guy, a friend of mine, he really knew baseball cards very, very well, and he started selling baseball cards on Amazon. And once he found him about packs, he was like, "Wait a minute! I was making seven percent profit before, and it was hardly barely worth my time, and now he's making forty-seven percent profit. And now he's got a business. He mm-hmm. quit his job and he's doing from Florida, right? So anything can happen. You never know. It's uh, it's a wide world out there and I, I get success stories all the time from people. I'm like, this is this even possible? Like, uh, they did this. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm like, whoa. Maybe I'll quit my day job, but I can't actually in the CEO. i the company, I need to stay with axial. Axial is pretty lucrative. I mean, I used to sell on axial and do very well, but then I, me and our tour, my co-founder said, no, we can't do that because we can be competing with our vendors, so we stopped. But yeah, Paxful is awesome. I mean, if uh, if I wasn't one of the co-founders, that didn't work for Paxwell I would be hustling on Paxwell for
1: sure. That is that is such a testament to to the platform itself. Well, Ray, thank you so much for joining us here today and for giving us such a wonderful insight into into Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, but also this great platform that you've created.
0: Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and uh, thank you so much for like taking the time out to to really like open your heart up to this because. Honestly, when, I mean, three years ago, um, he and my co-founder Arturo were almost like, I was basically homeless in New York and going through these startups and I lost everything. And a friend of mine came to me and said, hey, you know, you can get, you know, uh, 50, you can make 50% profit or 100% profits on these gift cards for uh, for Bitcoin. And I was like, what? No way. And then we started doing it. And we're like, wow, this is amazing. This actually works. And I said, hey, let's build a platform. Man. And we did. Faxwell saved us. It literally saved me from uh, destitution, right? I mean, we, we built this for the rest of the world so we can get everyone involved in it as well in a way that really makes sense. And it really, we did given like peer to peer finance in this umbrella around the world, this open financial network, this global financial password. We didn't figure this out. This is something that our users, the people that we help, they taught us. I want to make that very clear. They taught us they humans are so ingenious so creative and so resourceful it just blows my mind at the end of the day i just feel happy to be human and i'm so thankful that people are now really open to understanding this and we're open to telling the story because uh we've spent the past three years kind of in the shadows just working on the product but friends of ours who, who like came to us and said like, hey why don't you like tell people about this man it changed your life and my life what, what's going on so thank you for giving me the opportunity
1: Oh, absolutely, Ray. I and mean, you know, we're going to have to have you back on just to just to really explore other avenues that we didn't have time for today. So hopefully you'll be back on in a few months and we can continue this conversation.
0: I would love that. Thank you so much, Julia.
1: It was wonderful talking with you, Ray. So that is Ray Youssef. He is the CEO at Paxful. Again, their website is paxful.com, P-A-X-F-U-L.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Juliette Lamar with Future Tech Podcast.
0: You have been listening to almost here around the corner of future technology podcast with Richard Jacobs, subscribe to this podcast, both to review and discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3d printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.